E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town. This week, we continue celebrating 30 years on the air with more from our 2009 season, including musical guests Bruce Coburn, Richie Havens, Sarah McLaughlin, Warren Haynes, and more. Plus, we'll have a conversation about some prehistoric stone tools. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, here's our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another hour of music and conversation from the E-Town Archives. As usual, we have compiled a really good bunch of songs and conversations for you this week. And also, in light of the fact that there's a lot of global turmoil that is rightly wearing us down, in addition to the music, we're going to uh, point out that some bad things have happened before, in particular about 13,000 years ago, when a comet set parts of the Earth on fire and a whole lot of plants and animals were wiped out. Not exactly a cheery subject, but perspective can be helpful. Our friend and neighbor, Pat, found a whole trove of Clovis period stone tools in his backyard. Or actually, his landscaper found them. But we're going to learn more about all that later on. Our first set features music from a show we recorded in 2009 with Daryl Scott and Sarah McLaughlin at a beautiful theater in downtown Portland, Oregon. But up first, we've got one song from someone who is a remarkable example of musical and creative determination. Yorma Kaukinen, of Hot Tuna and Jefferson Airplane fame. Yorma is now 81 years old, and he's on tour this summer, both solo and with acoustic Hot Tuna. He also has his own music camp in Ohio called the Fur Peace Ranch, where there are a series of workshops and performances all summer long. Yorma's been a frequent guest on E-Town. He's a student of traditional finger-picked acoustic blues, and he's still writing songs. So here's Yorma Kaukinen on stage at E-Town from back in 2009. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you picking the song with us. Boy, that sure is a pretty guitar. You got a lot of pretty guitars. Okay. Probably keep them hidden in the man cave somewhere. Hardly anybody likes songs about death more than me, but um, this song is called Another Man Done a Full Go Round. Six feet down Till you hear that coffin sound You can weep and you can moan But that old boy ain't never coming home Another man done a full go round Another man done a full go round We can tell our tales, laugh and joke Ponder all day about the words he spoke you can run and you can hide, but death will come creeping up by your side. Another man done a full go round. Another man done a full go round. Thank you. 
fussing about this, worrying about that, letting in the dog all, putting out the cat. Eat your biscuits and gravy, you can smoke and drink, cause it don't make no difference what nobody thinks. Another man done a full go round, another man done a full go round. Spring and fall, you got to go when the good Lord calls. He He made us laugh until we cried, but we never got a chance to say goodbye. Another man done a full go round. Another man done a full go round. Six feet down till you hear that coughing sound. You can weep and you can moan, but that old boy ain't never coming home. Another man done a full go round. Another man done a full go round. Please welcome Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah, thanks for joining us. My Again, pleasure. You've been a good, regular E-Town visitor on down through the years, and we appreciate that. Thank you. It's been fun. Some people know about the efforts you've done in Vancouver to educate kids around music and get kids aiming in that direction, particularly inner-city kids. Yeah, no, I mean... Thank you. I, I, it's called the Sarah McLaughlin Music Outreach. I started with a uh, fantastic arts education program called Arts Umbrella, and they had everything in the arts except for music, and so it was sort of a perfect marriage of their yeah. infrastructure. And uh, we have over 200 kids involved in the program every year, and we teach guitar, piano, percussion. We have a junior and senior choir, and there's lots of songwriting workshops, and it's completely free after-school program. I sort of quietly do a lot of things here and there, and that's sort of my biggest, you know, outward thing. I didn't even want to have my name on it, but they said I had to, so. <laughs> and, you know, it's worked to my advantage because people see my name attached and they're more apt to give money to it. Mm -hmm. so. so it works to the kids' advantage, then? It works, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a real thrill to be able to make a, a real tangible impact on these kids' mm -hmm. lives. You know, a lot of them don't have any music in schools. Of course, you know, it's the same thing here. It's one of the first things to go in public school system. And, uh, you know, a lot of these kids wouldn't have the opportunity to be able to pick up a musical instrument, to gain a musical education. And I feel like it's so imperative. I mean, you know, music feeds us on right. so many levels. And, you know, it saved my life when I was growing up. Just having that one thing I knew I was good at, just it gave me strength. And, uh, it's, and it, connects it still us. does. It connects us like nothing it else. It totally yeah. connects us all together, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I think it's great. 
A lot of people have different levels of success, but I think a real measure of success is the opportunity and the actual decision to give back in a way that you have. I think it's really commendable. And, you you know, again, another reason why you're just such a dang wonderful E-Town guest. Yeah, fits right in. I'm going to have Nick and Helen and E-Town's out in the last time to help me sing and play. Okay, I'm going to ask for some audience participation with this next one, too, okay? Sarah McLaughlin from Vancouver, British Columbia. Great singer, songwriter. CD is called Closer, the best of Sarah McLaughlin. What a wonderful singer. Please welcome back to E Town, Daryl Scott. Thank you, Nick. 
Well, it's midnight at a liquor store in Texas. It's closing time, another day is done. When a boy from off the street, well, he points a pistol. He can't find a job, but Lord, he's found a gun. And he pulls it off with no trace of confrontation. He just lets the old man run into the street. Oh, and he knows that soon they'll come with guns a blazing. And already he can feel that sweet relief. Oh, how many travelers get weary bearing both their burdens and their scars? Now, don't you think they'd love to stop complaining and fly like eagles out among the stars? Picture the arrival of the cruisers. And can't you see that old familiar hatred in their eyes? Oh, and don't you know that while they're aiming at this loser, they'll be aiming at the demons in their lives. Oh, how many travelers get weary bearing both their burdens and their scars don't you think they'd love to stop complaining and fly like eagles out among the stars So weary, bearing 
Daryl Scott. Daryl Anger on the fiddle. Gary Ogan on the harmony vocals, along with E-Tones, Christian and Ron, and Chris Engelman and Helen singing harmony. Amazingly talented Daryl Scott singer, songwriter. Thank you, Daryl Scott, Sarah McLaughlin, and Yorma Kalkinen. We'll be back with more after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by our family of supporters, including Charlie and Leanne Sander, Brad Feld and Amy Batchelor, and a special thanks to Ed Littlefield Jr. for your continued support. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. You're listening to E-Town. Welcome back. I'm Nick Forster. As I mentioned earlier, my friend and former neighbor, Pat Mahaffey, was redoing his landscaping when the folks he hired found a bundle of old stone tools. So here is my conversation with Pat Mahaffey and Doug Bamforth from back in 2009. I was having lunch with a friend a while ago, and he mentioned that while landscapers were working in his yard, they hit something Hard, they took a closer look and discovered a pile of primitive looking tools and stone blades. So my friend Pat took him over to the University of Colorado, less than a mile away from his house, and found Professor Doug Bamforth, and together they've been exploring what is now known as the Mahaffey Cache of Clovis period tools, one of the largest and most interesting Stone Age tool collection ever found in North America. And they're here to tell us about it. Please welcome Patrick Mahaffey and Douglas Bamforth. So, so, Pat, let me just ask you, the landscapers were digging, and they must have been very um, sort of conscientious that they didn't just uh, run a bobcat over it and to throw it in a dumpster, and, and uh, they, they came to you with this discovery? Kind of. I mean, I got home, and um, I asked how the day had gone, and they kind of talked about what had happened in you know, the day's activities. And then kind of at the end, they said, oh, and we found something. And so we walked in the backyard, and they're laid out on a table were 83 of these uh, stone artifacts. And I figured they were 100 or 200 years old, some you know, American Indian artifacts, with all my knowledge of archaeology. And, um, but I called CU and then got hold of Doug. And when Doug showed up to see these, he's an expert on these types of implements. I mean, it's fair to say he got pretty excited, right? Yeah. And... <laughs> And Doug, uh, Doug this, is your, this is your thing. This is your uh, area of expertise. It is, yeah, this period of time and this kind of artifacts of what I work on. And you normally have to travel a little farther to find them, I suspect. Yeah, I usually can't walk five minutes from my office and get to the site. <laughs> yeah, it's, um... so, uh, so it was a big surprise. And uh, tell us a little bit about them. When were they made? Well, they're not all as cool as these, but we brought the neatest ones. Can I, can I hold this one here, Pat? Yeah. yeah. 
They're all made from stone that came from a really long way from Boulder. Um, this one probably came out on the Utah-Colorado border. Most of the rest of the stuff either came out from Middle Park, just south of Kremlin, or um, out in northwestern Colorado, southwestern Wyoming, which is a long walk. Yeah. We weren't sure how old they are. I mean, looking at things like this, the quality of, this, of the stoneworking that's in this is just astonishing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's hard. If you don't do this, it's hard to tell how hard it is to make these. And the trick is you break pieces off, it gets thinner and thinner, and as you're hitting something as hard as you can, it gets thinner and thinner, it gets easier and easier to break. And so these things are remarkably thin relative to their mm -hmm. width and just really well made. Yeah. Um, the reason we think that they're as old as we think they are is that you know, Pat got real interested and he was willing to cover the costs of doing some kind of analyses that we couldn't do in-house, so I was trying to think of things that I never get to do. <laughs> and, um, I have to take I, these to Paris. There's yeah, a guy yeah, yeah. in Paris that knows a lot about these things. That's right. And he stays. In, he lives in the Grand Hotel, and he won't talk to me unless I stay there too. <laughs> but there's a there's a, a kind of uh, people do protein analysis now using techniques that are kind of lifted from police forensic work. And so I found a lab out in California, and we shipped them all out. And there were 83 of these things. They did a wash on all 83, and then they test them against anti-serums from um, you know, a variety of animals that cover most of the kinds of critters that you find in North America. So out of the 83, we got four hits. This one um, produced a reaction with anti-serum from a bear. We had one that produced anti-serum from a sheep, which obviously you could get today. And then we got two others, one of them that produced anti-serum or reacted with anti-serum from a horse and one with a camel. A camel. Yeah. It's from, been on, from Boulder. Yeah, it's been a little yeah. while since camels were wandering down Broadway. Yeah. I yeah. thought I was here for a long time, but no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they, those kinds of animals became, until white folks showed up, I yeah. mean, those kinds of animals became extinct about 13,000 years ago. Wow. So as far as we can tell, these have been sitting in Pat's front yard for about 13,000 years, maybe a little bit more. Wow. Wow. Yeah, which is the idea that, you know, somebody's electric line or drainage line didn't hit them or they didn't grade them out for the house. It yeah. just never happens. What a treasure. And it's, yeah. and it's um, am I right in thinking this is one of the most significant finds of this kind of material that's, you know, occurred in North America? Um, there's only a handful of these that are of this antiquity in North America. I mean, you know, given our blood residue analysis, yeah. this is probably one of a dozen in North America that yeah. are this old. Yeah. In case you just joined us, you're listening to E10. My guests are Patrick Mahaffey and Douglas Bamforth talking about this amazing discovery of Stone Age tools and blades right in a backyard here in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and so, uh, but what happened to uh, Clovis people and what happened to the camels in uh, Boulder County? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's kind of two different questions. The, um, what happened to the animals is they became extinct, and maybe it's climate change, maybe there was an asteroid impact, maybe people helped, sort of showed up, and put a little bit more pressure on the animals. Probably it's a variety of factors that happened all together at the same time. What happened to Clovis people is, I think, that their lives changed a lot all at once. With the extinction of these animals, you've got to make a living in a different way. We tend to think of climate change as happening kind of slowly, but the end of the Ice Age happened really, really fast just a generation or two, that's really clear. I mean, the glaciers didn't go away in a generation or two, but the, the climatic shift that precipitated the end of the Ice Age was incredibly abrupt, which is why people like asteroid impacts as explanations. And things so like the, the Clovis people, if I get this straight, couldn't have possibly lived in a more sustainable way, and yet they were still wiped out by climate change. Yeah, 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 this is, yeah. This is, yeah, archaeology doesn't always tell us what we want to hear. Yeah. You know, it's just, it really, yeah, I mean, 
there's a, we tell, we're increasingly seeing things like human impacts on the environment. And I mean, it's one thing to say, well, you know, Clovis people couldn't sustain the same way of life in the face of environmental change. What they did was transform their ways of life and make a new sort of living that went on for a while. The other thing that archaeology is increasingly showing us is human impacts on the environment that go back way farther than we want to think about. Really? Um, yeah, very probably to the dawn of agriculture. It's probably ten, almost as old as these are. We can burning begin. of uh, forests and yeah, cutting down a forest, which precipitates huge erosion and things yeah. like that, environmental degradation. Yeah, and Pat, for you, this is um, you're a very accomplished guy, successful entrepreneur. You've uh, achieved a lot in your life. Is this the thing that you're going to be famous for for the rest of your life? Everyone gets 15 minutes. This is mine. Um, no, I'm not going to be famous for anything. But it's been magical to. Um, to find these things and to hold these things. There's a connection that you get when you hold them to people who were, you know, in our city 13,000 years ago, lived a completely different life in some respects, and in some respects probably very, very similar to ours in terms of family and community and sharing, and to have participated in that journey with them has been beautiful. Yeah, and just feeling those objects and feeling the fact that they were not just made by hand, but they were made for hands, right? When you hold these things, I don't know if it's in our memory DNA or something about the way we're designed, but you feel like you could use this right now. Yeah, that makes me a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> anyway, I really appreciate you guys stopping by and sharing those with us and sharing that story. I think it's an incredible link to our past and link to sort of, you know, glimpse into the cyclical nature of things. Just the fact that that discovery was made and that you had the presence of mind to recognize it and sort of learn from it, I think is really great for all of us. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks. Thank sure. you. These guys, Patrick Mahaffey, Douglas Bamfort, professor from CU, and their Clovis period 13,000 year old objects. Pretty amazing. Thank you, Pat Mahaffey and Doug Bamforth. I know that in the midst of concerns about climate change and a pandemic and threats of nuclear war and all that stuff, learning about global devastation from an earlier time may not be as comforting as I'd first thought. But it's still good to remember that the Earth has been through some tough times before. And we, in particular, are not treading lightly. So I hope that we can all try a little harder and do a little better on behalf of our home planet. Okay. In this next set of music, the great Canadian guitarist and singer-songwriter Bruce Coburn, a California native and former Stanford computer science whiz, Vienna Tang. And up first, a real highlight for me, legendary guitarist from the Allman Brothers Band and government mule Warren Haynes came to E-Town only one time, and he asked me to join him on one of his own songs called Soul Shine. Here's Warren Haynes on stage at E-Town from 2009. Thank you very much. See if I can get Nick Forrester to help me on this one here. I've done this song a lot of different ways with a lot of different friends and tonight is no exception.
When you came find the light to guide you through a cloud and day When the stars say shining bright It feels like you've lost your way When the candlelights of home burn so very far away Oh you got to let your soul shine Just like my daddy used to say Used to say sunshine Oh, it's better than sunshine It's better than moonshine It's damn sure better than rain the People don't mind We all feel this way sometimes Got to let your soul shine Shine till the break of day Thinking I had it made, gonna make it on my own. Life can make the strongest man feel like he's stuck in this world alone. And now sometimes I feel a cold wind blowing through my aching bones. I think back to what my daddy said. He said, Boy, in this darkness, before the dawn, let your soul shine. Oh, it's better than sunshine It's better than moonshine It's damn sure better than rain The people don't mind We all feel this way sometimes Got to let your sun shine Shine till the break of day Like a woman has robbed him of his very soul And a woman too, God knows she can feel like this When your world seems cold You got to let your spirit take control
Welcome for her first visit to E-Town, Vienna Tang. So, as I understand, your family's from Taiwan? Yes, my uh, mother and father both grew up in Taiwan, and their parents, in turn, my grandparents, are both from mainland China. They're part of the uh, group that, uh, in 1949, fled mainland China and set up uh, in Taiwan. And so when you were growing up in California, obviously you've got a lot of Chinese culture and a lot of Taiwanese culture in your household. Was there music? Was there a lot of music in your house? I think because they grew up in a very academically minded culture in which you know you studied math and science very diligently because that was kind of the way out and weren't always able to be exposed to a lot of the arts or to you know literature, the humanities, uh, my parents developed a real appreciation for that they, they let us do what we took a liking to, and for me, that was the piano. Well, it's certainly a, it's, you know, an environment that really promotes achievement and uh, pursuing you know, things with a passion. For sure. Yeah. Um, this new record, uh, talking about uh, inland territory, so is that geographical or metaphorical? Or? Titles are kind of the hardest thing, and inland territory was the phrase I came up with to sort of hint at some of the themes in the album because it's sort of a uh, an introspective album in the sense that I'm looking at some of my family history and just thinking about different ways of expressing gratitude and ways of paying back all the things that I've been given in my life. And so it's personal in that sense. But then there's also a lot of storytelling that kind of involved a lot of research on Wikipedia and elsewhere. <laughs> I, I got really curious about, you know, what would actually happen if sea levels rose 10 feet, 20 feet, 50 feet, um, which cities would be the most affected and in what way, and about conflicts in the Middle East and about the illegal immigration issue between the U.S. and Mexico. So there's a lot of stories that are kind of political in a way, and so the word territory kind of, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, hints at that a little bit while still keeping it in the storytelling realm. You take your responsibility as a public person very seriously, don't you? Part of it comes from maybe my family still trying to figure out whether this is a real job. (laughs) (laughs) I think it looks way too fun to them to be a real job. And so they always instilled in me the sense that you have to make yourself useful. You know, you have to really develop some skills and really contribute something to the world that you live in. And... Which and is why I'm, I'm so honored to be on E-Town, because you guys have clearly been doing that for many, many years. Well, thank you. And it's great to have you here. We're going to get back to music. Uh, welcome back, Alex Wong and Vienna Tang. It's been really exciting to be here on E-Town. Uh, we've known about this program for a long time and uh, are honored that we finally get to uh, play on the show. For this last song, I would uh, like to have uh, Nick and Helen both join me on this song, along with Alex. This is a song that uh, speaks to uh, some intergenerational differences of opinion about music as a career. (laughs) 
And uh, although I started out meaning to make it a caricature, I realized in the end that that wasn't fair and that it would be best if I paid tribute along with expressing those differences. So in that spirit, it's a celebratory song, the musical part, and we would love for you to be a part of it. Please feel free to clap along. This is called Grandmother Song. You think you got time, you're gonna get round to it way down the line But a one step, two step, you fall behind it So you better have a good plan Oh girl, you think you got time, gonna get round to it way down the line But I'm telling you, no matter what you have in mind You're still gonna need a man Take it from your grandmother up and round, up and round, up and round Yeah, take it from your grandmother up and round, up and round, up and round No, no one's gonna take care of you in that world you got yourself into all the good boys Honey, they're in grad school Oh girl, the story's all wrong You dream of being nightmare but for too long You're turning 30 and still trying to sing your songs So oh, come on, who do you think you are? Oh girl, it's too heavy a load Your mother and your father, they are worried souls How you gonna raise a family when you're on the road With some tattooed boy with a guitar Take it from your grandmother, I've been round, I've been round I've been round, yeah, take it from your grandmother I've been round, I've been round, I've been round All this music career is a real life It won't see through to when you're 65 And when the tide turns, you won't survive Yeah, you sit on the banks and cry Cry, cry, cry Baby's gonna cry, baby's gonna cry on the door and you can go from the high life to dirty poor and lose everything you knew but the one thing they can't take away from you is your mind and the education you've been through and so you find a man who understands that too and make sure that he stays true mm -hmm. gives respect where it's due mm -hmm. make sure he knows make sure he knows make sure he knows what he's got in you because a woman isn't just for cooking meals scrubbing floors making babies a woman's got a We ran from the schoolyard into hell And when we could have been time, we'll never tell Because we never had your chances The advantages that you've been handed Girl, you never know how hard it was So you've got to do this for all of us Take it from your ground with the up and round I've been round, I've been round, yeah, take it from your grandmother. I've been round, I've been round, I've been round, yeah, take it from your grandmother. I've been round, I've been round, I've been round, yeah, take it from your grandmother. I've been round. Vienna Tang, along with Alex Wong on percussion. Little help in the E-Tones, Christian Teal, Ron Jolly, Kip Kipper, Helen Forster singing harmony. Great singer. Mr. Bruce Coburn. 
Sunset is an angel weeping Holding out a bloody sword No matter how I squint I cannot Make out what it's pointing toward Sometimes you feel like you've lived too long Days drip slowly on the page You catch yourself Pacing the cage Through who I am so many times The magnetic strips worn thin And each time I was someone else And everyone was taken in Powers chatter in high places Sometimes the best map will not guide you You can't see what's round the bend Sometimes the road leads through dark places Sometimes the darkness is your friend Today these eyes scan Outland for the coming of the outbound stage. Pacing the cage.
blazing the cage Thank you very much Thank you, Bruce Coburn, Vienna Tang, and Warren Haynes. We'll be back with music from Richie Havens after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WNCS, The Point in Montpelier, Vermont, on KJAC, Colorado Sound in Greeley, Colorado, and on WKMS in Murray, Kentucky. As always, if you want some more information about anything we're up to here at E-Town, lots of information is available at etown.org. Up next, the late Richie Havens was instantly recognizable as both a singer and guitar player. He tuned his guitar in an open tuning. He had enormous hands, and he used his thumb kind of as a capo to make different chords. And he got his start singing doo-wop on the streets of New York as a kid. Of course, he was also famously the first person to play music at Woodstock. And he carried that momentum throughout his career. Here's my conversation with Richie Havens, followed by one of his classic songs, on stage at E-Town from back in 2009. I kind of think about Woodstock when I think about you. It's sort of like, uh, I don't, do you mind being connected to Woodstock after all these years? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind because, uh, first of all, it was such a wonderful big surprise to figure out that we were going to be elevated to overground <laughs> in the process. Yeah, man. <laughs> and it's still fun. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think it's a remarkable story. You know, we've had a chance to talk a few times uh, before on the program, but, you know, just the fact that you are the eldest of nine kids growing up in Brooklyn. They're all older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a line from a song, right? Um, but what is it that brought you from, from Brooklyn? I know you sang doo-wop and you were interested in singing popular music and staying out of trouble, basically. What yeah. brought you across the East River to Greenwich Village? 
Was well, it I, I thought poetry it was, or what? I, I, well, yes, that brought me across the bridge. But what happened was that um, I, uh, I figured I'd go somewhere, you know, take whatever it is and grow and go somewhere. Yeah. Well, I made it as far as the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> on the other side of the water. and uh, Whole different world. Whole different world. Yeah. It was the songs that actually got me to sing songs by myself on stage. I was so used to singing with four other guys and I wasn't even the front guy, you know. It was like, do the choreography. Oh, you guys had some moves and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had some moves. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Do you have outfits too? Well, do you have shirts yeah, alike and stuff? Did. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> the good part about that is, is that we, we went to the Apollo. You know, we won at the Apollo twice. And if you win three times, you, you get a big prize, which is actually a demo record. So then the guy would sell it in his store, and you could possibly get famous that way, right? Well, the third night when we were supposed to, you know, win, the, <laughs> the Mambo Aces showed up. <laughs> Boy, those guys could dance so much, I said... He ain't worthy. We ain't worthy. <laughs> well, you uh, you found your spot. You know, I have to say, it was interesting hearing you tell the story about how uh, Fred Neal, I guess it was, who just yeah. said, "Play the damn guitar." You know, you yeah. can sing. You know the words. You know, just here, take this thing and learn how to play it. It was his music I was singing from the audience, you know, in harmony. And I learned them all from the audience. And so one day he came to me and he said, Richie, uh, you've been playing my songs now for six months, you know, in harmony no less. Take this guitar home and learn to play it yourself. And that's, that's what I did. Didn't know how to tune it, so I tuned it to a doo-wop chord. <laughs> There's the tie. <laughs> oh, I see, yeah. You had your other guys there with the yeah. other strings. Yep, that's Okay. Right. Six strings, I added yeah. one guy. You know? <laughs> And then, uh, and then it took you what? How long did it take you to really figure out how to play after you tuned it up to an open chord? I was, three days later, I was back with the uh, songs and the music. Three days later, you had a gig? Yeah. Yeah. And then like a moment later, you're in the helicopter, you're at Woodstock, 500,000 yeah. people. <laughs> and then a moment later, you blink your eyes and here we are. Just about. Yeah. Yeah, just about. Um, well, you've had an amazing influence on so many people. And... Um, Welcome back to play some more music, uh, Richie Havens. Seems like 
the ice is slowly melting Little dark Seems like so many years since it's been clear Here comes the sun Here comes the sun And I say It's alright It's alright, it's alright It's alright Thank you, Richie Havens. What a voice and presence. Richie played the um, one and only kind of casual fundraiser we had to begin the restoration of E-Town Hall that year. It really got us off on the right foot. We miss him. We have time for one more song. This one from the remarkable jazz trio from Minneapolis, The Bad Plus, along with vocalist Wendy Lewis. I want to say thanks to our production team, Todd Ayers, Henry Zimmerman, Special thanks to Helen Forster. Don't forget that if you'd like to make a difference and help the Ukrainian refugees who number in the millions and are mostly women and children, we've got some information on our website as to how you might be able to do that. Here come the bad plus. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town.
This is a production of E-Town. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. 2009 was a great year for E-Town. Hope you enjoyed the songs, plus the story about those Clovis period stone tools. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.